Hello and welcome to episode number three of the Modern Musclehead. This is Scott Tuzan of MetabolicMasterpiece.com and I am joined by my co-host Brian Cron from BrianCron.com. Brian, how's, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> I'm well, I'm well. I'm, uh, I'm doing fine. I'm stoked. It's Friday. I can't wait for the weekend. We've got some good weather here, so I'm very excited. Oh, I am too. I am. Cheers to the weekend, man. I am. I, I'm ready. I'm ready for a little R and R, chill with the family, and uh, but things are going well. Things are going well. And today, uh, prior to the call, we we're kind of talking a little bit about uh, training protocol. So I think uh, our discussion for the day will will revolve around some of our favorite training techniques, some things that we tend to incorporate into our programming more frequently than others, um, as well as talk about supplementation, because that was something that I saw you discussing earlier in the week on Facebook. So I think uh, two good topics for the day. Keep it short and sweet, on topic, and uh, Heck just, yeah. just have some fun, man. So how was yeah. last, uh, our last show, episode number two, you're talking that you're, you're coming close to that end of your strength phase here. How's uh how's your training been going? It is uh oh it's going really well. It's uh it is definitely wearing me out. And uh again, I can really feel it. Uh the first thing that goes for me <laughs> it sounds like I'm falling apart, but uh apart from the usual stuff like shoulder and stuff like that, uh I really notice it in my sleep patterns when I do too much uh, kind of explosive work or really heavy work, I just notice super, super exhausted at about 6 p.m. like barely keep my eyes open and then like 11 o'clock at night I'm wired and I'm whatever I'm cleaning the house or I'm on, the, on my always on my computer or doing something so I usually that's a sign that I've come to recognize is that you know I maybe kind of back off a little bit and do something different but I only got a month left and it's going really well so I'm gonna I'm gonna milk this bad boy Cut back a little bit, you know. I dropped one day of training out, so that's my one change. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna milk this. Okay. So how yeah. many, how many days a week are you going to be hitting it for the next four weeks? Then I'm down to four. Okay. So which I probably should have did in the first place, but I just, uh, you know, I just, I love, I love to work out, and I, you know, and I even, I always try to, you know, I try to always include. A, a little bit of everything in a in a program, much more than I than I should. When I write someone else's program, I'm a lot more I'm a lot more focused in what I do. But when I write my own, uh, I, I tend to be a little bit more all over the map, it seems. So, but yeah, I've kind of I've made that adjustment, and I I, I think it's going to be a lot better. Excellent. So, yeah, Very it's all about cool. the high pulls, man. Doing lots of pulling. It's awesome. Pulling is fantastic, and I was just uh, I shared a photo of my back progress earlier in the week on Instagram and Facebook, and uh, really happy with with my back training and how it's come along. But really wishing that, man, it'd be so great if we're, while we're working if we could actually see our back in action. It's one thing to you do shoulders and chest, you see those muscles and it working and you see some striations, you see the pump and it gets you excited to do more. But back, man, as much as I love training it, I sure wish I could see those muscles in action. I know uh, Tom Venuto works out at Strong and Shapely. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's in the New Jersey area there. And uh, I guess they've got mirrors set up where you can actually see your back muscles working. So you're facing one mirror, and that must reflect onto another mirror, and you get to see your back muscles working. I, if I, I can't, that would make my day if I could see those back muscles in action. 
Yeah, you know what's funny that I don't because right now I'm doing all this, uh, not a lot of aesthetic work at all. Just uh, and it's funny, it's it's reflected in my uh, it's reflected in my wardrobe choices at the gym. That's for sure. I, I mean, baggy ass sweats and uh, you know whatever baggy T-shirt I can find and and. I don't even know if I look in the mirror anymore. Like when I do look in the mirror, I'm I'm embarrassed at how I dressed myself that day. So I guess maybe, maybe that's my problem. <laughs> that's hilarious. That that to me that sounds old school, hardcore. It's probably the way yeah. I used to train when I was younger in my parents' cold basement in the winter time. And yeah, right. all, all bundled up. But uh, no, I I love the mirror is my best friend uh, in the gym. <laughs> I'll be with you, Pat. I'll be with you. Second, I'll be with you. Well, I'll be excited to see how your your change in four days a week impacts your results overall and how you're feeling and sleep patterns and all that good stuff. But absolutely, excellent. Yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in my last week on this uh, phase 13 of the aesthetic muscle plan. I'm doing a a four day bro split. We've got uh, day one is chest and biceps, and I got legs the next day, shoulders the next day, and back and triceps and that's been uh that's been a good cycle it's going really well uh been including some hundred rep sets in there and some drop sets so it's been it's been good nothing uh we kind of both of us uh both my workout partner and i are we're cutting right now he's getting ready for uh a vacation in two weeks he's heading down to mexico so it's kind of fun when you your partner's cutting at the same time because uh it's just actually a little motivation. Like I see the details in his physique and, and we can just relate a lot more and push each other in the same way. So it's been, uh, it's very, been, been really, really, um, motivating, but we were both feeling that it was time to get away from that, that three to five rep range. It was, it was taking a toll on us. And when you're in a deficit, we're finding it was, uh, it was a little tough to, to really push through. So our, our low rep range were like six to eight. And, and, and for those heavier sets, we're kind of trying to stick closer to six. Uh, but we're doing a lot of lighter pump work as well. So those, those drop sets and the 100 rep sets just feel really, really good. And uh, the first week on this phase, I went a little bit too aggressive. I was like all excited because uh, I came off of a... I was yeah. making good progress with the strength, so I wanted to keep pushing. But I really noticed that my my form was my form was decent, but I wasn't feeling the tension where I wanted to feel it. Like for the for the chest exercises, I could throw that weight up there, um, and it looked good. It looked impressive, but I wasn't feeling it in my pecs. I was feeling a lot in my shoulders and my triceps. Um, and there's a few other exercises, just wasn't feeling it where I wanted to feel it. So I'm like, you know what? It's time to go back. Every once in a while, I need to kind of take that step back and slow down my tempo, and which means I have to reduce the weight. And it's made a, a, a world of a difference. I mean, so one of the, one of the guys was teasing me. I was using a 12-pound purple dumbbells today for my 100-rep set of lateral raises. <laughs> <laughs> and there he kind of teased me a little bit, but I'm telling you, man, the burn, it was focused. Like I felt it all dealt deep down. Whereas when I tried uh, a little heavier in that first week, my traps were starting to get involved and rhomboids and just not feeling the tension where I wanted to feel it. My form was still looking decent, but just the tension was all over the place. I was using supporting muscles to help me 
get that weight up. So for the past couple of weeks, I've kind of dialed, I've reduced the weight, slowed down the tempo, and it's made a world of a difference. So we've only got one more workout in this phase, and then I'm excited to get on to uh, phase 14 of the aesthetic muscle plan and change things up a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's very important to kind of change things on a very regular basis and. But yeah, you said it, man. When you started talking about tempo, that is, um, man, uh, that is just a completely unappreciated and and unnecessarily dissed uh, training parameter. That if more people understood it for what it kind of what it is and where it's it's applicable, they would they'd get a lot more out of their training. That's for sure. I agree. I agree. And I I remember making a, a comment not that long ago on a, a really highly respected training coach out there on Facebook and I think he said something along the lines if I want to create more tension in the muscle I just, I'm going to just throw more weight on the bar and and everyone oh rah 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 I'm like ah oh, man mm-hmm. I, I misunderstood it at first I'm like oh yeah t- create more ah I forget how it was but I, I thought yeah. it was referring to slowing the tempo down really feeling the movement and it wasn't it was after i reread i'm like oh i misunderstood this and but <laughs> yeah they everyone just totally dissing the slow controlled movement i'm like damn I, to me that's where it's at maybe it's because i i have a greater appreciation you gotta know what your goals are yeah um my goals is definitely aesthetics i love to get stronger i love lifting heavy yeah. shit but i do find that um uh, I've been following. I follow. I love following a lot of other YouTubers and 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 people on Facebook who who lift heavy shit all the time. They're they're not. I wouldn't yeah. call them power lifters, but they're lifting some heavy shit all the time. So I find sometimes I can get a little too wrapped up in that and feel like oh I've always got to bump up my numbers, bump up my numbers. And then when I do that, that's when I I stop feeling the tension where I want to where I'm supposed to feel it. And to me, I thrive off of that. I, I love, I love feeling that tension. I love feeling the stretch. I love feeling the pump. I love that my joints don't hurt <laughs> from that kind of training as well. I just, I love the focus of it all. And to me, it really, it allows me to get my, my mind in that muscle. And I thrive off of that just as much as I thrive kind of lifting heavy shit off the ground. It feels great too, but I think more than anything, I, I love that time under tension and um but it's an interesting beast for me i i like four second negative is pretty much my limit i find that that's a nice tempo for me where i really i feel that control i feel the tension uh, i feel good about it when i start slowing it down any more than that i've I've tried the super slow training and doing like 10 second negatives and stuff i actually find that i feel anxious like i I feel almost claustrophobic when I'm going that slow. It's like too slow that I it just uh oh I I don't like it at all. It, it my stomach almost gets in knots and it, that distracts me. So I just find that the nice four second three to four second negative seems to suit me really really well, which is kind of normal anyways. It's not not that far off from the other people, which is why I don't really understand why people can bash the slow controlled tempo when really two to three seconds or three to four seconds, but it's not like it's night and day. We're so close to each other. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and it's all, it's all about it's tools for the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, if, uh, you know, certainly right now, like I'm 
doing all this movement type work. Like I'm not watching my tempos. I'm just probably eighty percent of what I'm doing is just trying to be explosive as possible. Yeah, because that's that's the goal. And then you know it's once that you know once that changes and I uh, adjust the goal to something else, I'll start using different tools. And then it'll be more like yeah, like tempos and and just means to extend the time under tension. And yeah, it's it's. I think sometimes people have to take a step back and ask themselves, okay, why am I doing this? Like, what is the end goal? And then kind of work backwards and then maybe have a greater appreciation for what works and maybe what doesn't work. And well, things are a lot more, it's a system, you know, and it's, you have to, you can't just keep throwing stuff and, <laughs> and seeing if it works kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, test them anyway. out. Yeah. And yeah. I, and when I, when I talk tempo to you, like, and I say like giving specific numbers, like three seconds, four seconds, yeah. I'm not counting in my head. It's just a matter of just this, this way. I'm just going to slow it down. I just slow it down to where I feel it good and controlled. And even there's times where I find like I'll do, I really like working at muscle through the full range of motion, but there's also times where I find I feel greater tension if I shorten the range of motion a little bit, especially with some of the chest exercises there, but yeah, I'm not count. I find if I count the tempo in my head, that completely distracts me. I, I lose oh. track of reps and all that stuff. It, it's too much to worry about. It's just a matter if, if my goal for this week is to slow down the negative to around four seconds, it just, mm-hmm. it just means, Hey, slow, slow things down. It doesn't have to be an exact tempo every single rep and sometimes that last rep is a little slower than the other ones because it just feels yeah. heavier and more challenging so it is what it is yeah. i love to do it with uh most of the clients i work with are, are, are they just want better body composition you know so uh that's one of my favorite things is to use uh, an extended time under tension like a slower eccentric tempo with bigger exercises because yeah it just it just works i mean it's they get so much more out of the exercise and and yeah, you're extending the time under tension. You're burning more calories. You're creating a, a bigger metabolic effect, and it's uh, probably it's one of the most effective things you can do for for body comp training. I find it's just a little bit slower tempo and and really kind of methodical. And when I work with someone, I, I I'll actually count the count the the tempos for them. Nice. Yeah. So I mean, it, you know, if, if the exercise, if it's applicable for the exercise, obviously. But uh, right. Yeah, I know some people yeah. have the little timer things, and you get the little thing on your yeah. phone too to kind of count that tempo for you. And that's yeah, lots of little cool tools out there. And I think it's great for more than like you said, when you're you get a new client, or whatever you want to make sure that they're feeling the tension in the right area. If you get them to slow down that negative, it kind of forces them to get to stay focused and get their head in the muscle and, and get a little playful as well. Yeah, make yeah, little, exactly. little adjustments to see if they can feel it in different areas. Absolutely. What are some of your other favorite uh, training techniques that you like to include, especially like when it comes to like hypertrophy training and, and training for aesthetics? Um, well, I like to use, uh, like I like to use all those, uh, Old school. Well, I shouldn't say everything. Honestly, everything is old school. Yeah, I don't, no kidding. <laughs> I don't think anything has come out in the last. Well, since I've been at this, that's you know, quote unquote, new. It's all just. <laughs> I mean, right now, I, I won't mention names, but there's a there's a popular bodybuilding website. They put out an article today, uh, an exciting new, you know, rep, you know, rep range protocol. And I read it. It's it's resp- has been, <laughs> which has been done years before I was born. So it's right. just. 
mere spins on, a, on an old technique. But uh, but yeah, what I like to do, for, especially for hypertrophy, is um, especially use those techniques on the last set, mainly of an exercise. Like I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do a crazy drop set every single set. But if I'm doing a movement, I work up and wait to like uh, the heaviest weight I could do within that rep range, and then do another set that's like either a drop set or if it's applicable, like um, perhaps a rest pause or even a, you know, even a really slow negative. I mean, you got to use that a little bit sparingly, but like that's all stuff that you can do. And it gives you something to really kind of mentally work up to like it, cause it's such a challenge. Mm-hmm. And you know, I find when you, you have to do that in training, otherwise it just gets to be a little bit too monotonous. You gotta always have that little that little mini challenge inside of every workout, and uh, that's something I like to do is, is use that. I mean, there's a million of them: mm-hmm. supersets, drop sets, rest, pause, negatives, partials, you know, twenty ones. Can't forget twenty ones. You know, and, and just like it's there's a, probably two dozen. Oh, for you- sure, for sure, easily. Yeah, yeah that's what makes. I like natural bodybuilding. Why I say natural bodybuilding, physique training, <laughs> um, all this stuff. It makes it so exciting because there's just there's limitless combinations. Like there's no reason you should your programming should ever get stale. I mean, you don't want to be including a whole bunch uh, into every single yeah. program. But uh, yeah, yeah, do something like this month. I I'm including straight sets the 100 rep sets and drop sets. And last month it was straight sets and myo reps. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. eight sets of eight. There's all different. Oh, it, yep. It's just tons, tons and tons. So each, usually each, I, I like to trip, do my program. Every four weeks I change things up. Even if I'm going to follow a same kind of split, I like to change up um, some of the styles of training that I include in there. So there's always some straight sets in there to, to focus on, on like the compound movements and form. And, and then I'd like to include like two other different, um, training protocol into my program just for the variety. And each, each time it'll be, uh, each month it's a little bit different. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just a little, little bit changes. Sometimes it's enough, um, kind of elicit a little bit more of an adaptation. And, and, but the main thing is just keep you mentally off balance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps my my enthusiasm sky high. It gets me excited for a new training protocol. Usually after three weeks, the fourth week, I'm I'm starting to get excited for change. Yeah. You start a new program. You're like, holy shit! Like the first week on a new program, even though you're doing the same exercises, uh, yeah. a lot of times like we'll we'll mix things up a little bit, but you're, you're doing them in a different way. Oh, like it's just like these hundred rep sets each time that we've added it into our program that first week is just we're in agony and then your your body adapts to it and like this week it's not so bad and next week i know some of the whatever new different training protocol we mix in there it's going to cause a response we're going to feel sore we're going to get that doms for that first week and then it eases off every week after that and i like that i like uh i kind of thrive off of that little cycle yeah that's some um... And that's interesting because, like, right now in my training, like, I'm going so much for strength and and quote unquote performance that I'm I try to keep everything as consistent as possible. Like, right, right down to if I can, like, even using uh, the same bumper plates, uh, 
like just really excited. I want to be able to limit the amount, the amount of things I'm manipulating and really focus on just loading the bar. But when I switch to like more hypertrophy training or, or specialization training, it completely flips. That's when you want variety. You want like a change of stimulus and you want more stuff to kind of keep your body quote unquote off balance. It's, it seems to be a lot more helpful as opposed to when you're just straight loading, you kind of want to keep things a bit more consistent. Yeah, that's the way so – it's, it's how you're measuring your progress. Yeah. If you're mixing things up, it's going to be hard to gauge your exactly. your yeah. strength gains and performance yeah. improvements. Yeah, yeah. yeah two exactly. different outcomes. That's 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 exactly it. It's not saying one's right or one's wrong. It's It's got to do what's appropriate to the goal that you have at that time. So when you see me right now at the gym and you're like, every day I see you, you're wearing the dirty-ass pair – of gray sweatpants, I'll be like, because I'm trying to get strong and I don't want to manipulate unnecessary stuff right now. <laughs> just focusing on the weight on the bar. <laughs> you notice my wardrobe may not change, but the amount of weight on the bar changes. That's right. That's Dumbass. Right. <laughs> That's Dude, awesome. You got, you got to have the same playlist going and everything too, making sure you're getting psyched up at the right time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I. Man. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, the gym I'm at right now, it's it's kind of a, it's quite a large, almost like a family facility, like they got like a pool, they got people diving and shit in the background, and, and so I'm like, I, I need to minimize the distractions, so I, I have taken to using a, using the headphones and everything, so yeah, I was always kind of not a huge music guy, but then I, then I started going to this place, and uh, you know, yeah, then I, I had to make the switch. <laughs> Now it's uh, I heard you mentioning as rest pause it, it myo reps there seems to be there's a lot I love rest pause training it's a, okay. it's a fun way to just kind of fatigue those muscle fibers and I found like myo reps that I did last month is just like an extended yeah. rest pause set even a hundred rep sets I'm doing right now is just it's very much like a rest pause set. I do high reps that first set just a Quick mm-hmm. little deep breaths in and then keep going, doing those little rest pause sets until I hit a hundred reps. It's uh, yeah, nothing. Yeah, there really isn't anything breakthroughish. All the old school shit works, and there's enough variety from it that uh, yeah, we should never get bored. I think blood flow restriction training is one of the somewhat newer techniques. I I've been yeah. us- I've been using it sparingly. I haven't gone to it much. In the past few months, I do like it for my calves. I do find it it's, yeah. it's helped uh, spark some growth there. Um, but it's interesting. It uh, mm-hmm. it feels a little different, a little uncomfortable, a little out of the ordinary. But uh, yeah, it's fun to in- include something that is uh, somewhat break. Through-ish. <laughs> but then you hear other people say, oh, you can get achieve the same effect. I think myo reps was the one thing that they're saying, oh, it'll produce the same effect as, as doing blood flow restriction training. So why wrap yourself up and restrict that blood flow if you can achieve similar results? Uh, yeah, I, that's that's interesting. I mean, I uh, I came across that a, a few years ago and I, and I kind of rolled my eyes at it and because you know it didn't really pass my 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 gimmick my gimmick test at the time but then you know some pretty smart people have tried it uh and they yeah they have given it uh, kind of given it the thumbs up so i'm 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 sure i'm sure it probably does work but 
lots of other shit works too. So if you're if you're not entirely comfortable with you know wrapping yourself up, <laughs> <laughs> you know you're into that. You know, you know to each their own. Hey, you know I'm you know that's that's fine. But uh, I think it's certainly worth investigating. You know, it's, it's not it's not total BS. That's for sure. No, it it's um yeah. it's different. It's definitely different. It took me I think uh, six months before I actually. Gave it a try. I kept reading stuff. I saw Lane Norton did it. I saw Jake Wilson talking about it. Um, ben Pakulski and then Brad Schoenfeld. They, all these guys just kept coming up. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I got to give it a try. I, honestly, I thought I'd feel um, too queasy doing it. I'm someone who, the thought of blood and all that kind of stuff, it it makes me feel a little lightheaded. So I thought, oh man, it's the last thing I need is wrap myself up and then pass out because I'm thinking too much about the blood going to. You don't wrap it around your freaking head, man. <laughs> my, my neck choking myself off. Oh, uh, but no, man. it surprised me. It, you I, do that I, David Carradine thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. It, uh, no, I, I was I was really glad I gave it a try. And, I'll bet uh, you. Yeah, fuck. But I found it was good for my thighs, but more importantly, my calves. I, I didn't yeah. enjoy it all that much for the arms, and I think my arms are are one of my better body parts, so I didn't – I'll just use the other techniques in, instead for my arms. But calves is my, my lagging body part, and I found it was is a good way for me to get some variety into my calf training and, and try something a little bit different in it. In it it burns like crazy. It's, it's something completely different. So I'll continue with it. Right on. Right now, I on. see some other stuff that they're doing over there. I, I know Ben Pakulski's talked about it and Jake Wilson does a lot of the stuff over, uh, the university of Tampa intraset stretching where I think you're, you do some reps and then you, you hold it in the stretch position for a certain number of times and a certain number of seconds or something like that. And, uh, sounds like they're, they're experiencing some decent results on that. I'm trying, I was trying to think if there's anything out there old school that was very similar to that technique as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I like, like I do know from experience when you, when you put in a pause in the stretch position, um, that can be really, really helpful, especially with stuff like, um, like with triceps or, or even with biceps, um, like doing it, pauses in that regard. I mean, that's not the same thing, obviously, but um, uh, or even doing pauses in the middle of a range. Uh, that's that's what I love for uh, for biceps and and brachialis trainings. You do a pause uh, right right in the middle of the the range of motion. That's that's great. Nice. But um, yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I'm not familiar exactly with what they're doing, but it, again, that's there's lots of lots of little nuances you can do there um, uh, to kind of change the the training effect. That's cool that you yeah, mentioned that, that you just – I think that's the one thing about uh, there being so much variety out there. Like you mentioned pausing in the biceps halfway and yeah. right away like, oh, shit, I haven't done that in years. I remember I used to do like with dumbbells. I'd do three reps yeah. with one arm and while I was doing three reps with that arm, I was holding the other arm halfway in that pause position and then you switch. I'd do three reps with the other yeah. arm and hold the other. That was a great fun, fun way to train. And, I yeah. do. I do find with uh, calves, I I really like holding the stretch for five seconds in the bottom. But you got to make sure that you're holding the stretch, like keeping the tension in the muscle. It's very easy to oh, just relax. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I like I like holding 
holding the stretches here a bit. It's different exercises. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. I mean, that's what I freaking love about this stuff. There's so many different uh, yeah. options for us. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you forget about it. I mean, like, yeah, I was uh, I'm editing a book, uh, just a little ebook for for Charles Poliquin right now, and and it's all naturally from because it's from him. It's about arm training, and uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just it's just all like it's all these little tricks that sometimes we you know you take it for granted or you read it and you go oh that's kind of cool then you kind of forget about it and um to his credit like he admits he he didn't invent any of this stuff you know it's all stuff that's been around since the 1920s but it's little things that work like you know yeah like intercept pauses and and just uh you know extending the time under tension and doing trisets and antagonistic supersets and agonist supersets and all these little things that you can do that don't that don't completely change your workout they're just little nuances that it's enough to keep your body for want of a better word guessing mm-hmm. and uh, what what I like about it again is, is because like, you don't have to look at what you're doing right now and go okay now I got to completely change everything and it's just a little tweak mm-hmm. just a little tweak that you just add in and then you take it out and then you add something else in and uh, makes training fun and and yeah it leads to progress exactly exactly excellent man yeah very cool now let's let's uh talk about supplementation i saw you uh you were inquiring with uh shelby shelby starns yeah during the week asking what his diet i think not just supplementation yeah yeah. uh, asking what his daily diet was like right now and i noticed that there was a, a whole bunch of supplements in there so i'm just curious for yourself what because you you uh, i think he was talking about carbs you were you were when you saw his uh was yeah, it during yeah. during the workout carb intake or uh what was it that piqued your interest there yeah like you know like first like you know he's very much a he's a committed bodybuilder and he's but um but i, I also I, I know him fairly well and he's uh he's extremely definitely a student of the game so to speak and if he does something, he's thought it out and he's, you know, he's tried it on himself and other people and he's, he doesn't do anything by accident. So I've always kind of respected him that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like he's big on, right now he's big on intra-workout carbohydrates and like in my experience, uh, that's, I mean, I know at the end of the day, it's, it's your calorie balance at the end of the day. I, I fully, I fully endorse that. But when I use intra-workout carbs, I get fat. I mean, it just seems, I don't know, maybe it's because I drink too many. That that just knocks my calories up too high. That's probably 90% of it. But I just seem to get better results if I just sandwich my workouts with a carb, like a whole food carb meal before and and after. I find I get a better result versus, you know, drinking a bunch of sugar while I train. Right. And, uh, you know, and I'd, I'd really, I'd rather spend my calories on foods that I eat as opposed to like drinking sugar. I mean, that's just, that's just a personal bias of mine. Um, but yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a big believer in that. And, uh, but he also, he, I mean, you look at the rest of his diet, it's not like he's low carbs all day and then, you know, a whack load of sugar while he works out. There's carbs throughout his day. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, he just happens to include that too. I'm, I'm the same way when it comes to whole foods. It's a lot more satisfying as yeah. well. I want to, I want to eat and enjoy and taste my, my foods. Now I, yeah. I see a lot of other people talking about like 
don't eat carbs for breakfast or pre-workout, you're going to like want to fall asleep halfway through your workout if you eat carbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I take it you don't subscribe to that uh, that philosophy <laughs> either. Yeah, well, I think that's a very individual thing. Yep. I mean, if you uh, there are people who who do have legitimately terrible insulin sensitivity, and it makes a huge kind of effect on them. I mean, I mean, I always thought I, <laughs> I always thought I had bad carb tolerance until I, until I realized that I was eating, <laughs> I was eating a lot of carbs and 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 certainly wasn't getting fat. So I thought maybe I kind of had my head up my own ass there, but. Um, but yeah, there are people who, if you if you give them, a, you know, any source of carbs in an appreciable amount before they work out, they will be zonked, and especially before low rep training, like because you know high reps you can kind of get in the phone, you know, you get in the groove, you know, you, you get you know your heart rate gets jacked up, blah blah blah, you know, there's adrenaline. But like a, with low reps where you're using your kind of your nervous system and you're a lot more kind of moving slow, like some people if they have carbs before they'll just be they'll be nodding off. So it's 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 definitely there's something to it, but again, it's not you don't build your whole you don't build your whole life around this. You know, you just try it, experiment, and just look at it in terms of the big picture. That's I mean, the best freaking advice yeah. out there. I really wish more people would subscribe yeah. to this kind of philosophy. Of you hear something like people put information out, and it's not like they're trying to mislead people. It's what it's the effect that is going on for them. So if they're having just protein and fat for breakfast and, and pre-workout and that's working great for them and then if they have introduced carbs and that, all of a sudden they're zonking out during the workout, like, well, well, if it's doing this for me, it's going to, that must mean the general masses, it's going to be the same yeah. thing. So never, never ever have carbs before a workout or, or for breakfast. That's that's kind of a blanket statement. You really got to say, okay, that's, that's what's going on with that person. Try it for you. There's yeah. no harm in trying it oh. by yourself, seeing how you you respond. And hey, you, you just mm-hmm. you never know. That's just use your. I always use myself as a little. I take yeah. in the information and then experiment on myself. It is. I hate taking anything to heart until I've actually applied it myself, and then see how my my body responds. And we are individuals. We're all kind of unique and. Yeah, and I mean, when you say that, I mean that's that shows that you're, you know, you kind you kind of moved along, like you're moving along in your your level of mastery of this. When you you can look at new information and kind of take it into perspective and go, okay, you know, maybe I'll try that. But you always have you have so much other knowledge already that you don't you just you don't jump in with both feet and say this is the only way to do it. And I mean, it's one thing I've noticed when I talk to when I talk to trainers. Or just people who are kind of enthusiastic about working out, blah blah blah. They're very black and white. They're always like, you know, no carbs before whatever, before leg days or whatever, or never mix carbs and fat, or never do this, never do that. And then when I talk to somebody who's gone beyond the master's level, always they're usually the PhDs. You ask them anything, and the answer—it's really annoying actually, because the answer is always. <laughs> It's always oh, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Context. It depends. <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck. You ask you know Mike Nelson or or Brian Chung or, or any of these guys anything. It's like oh, yeah, it depends, and it, it, <laughs> it kind of pisses me off. I'm just like you know take a stand, you. You, you know, I mean they're my, they're my friends and everything, but like I like, but they can't take a stand because yeah. they know so much about the big picture that they know there's so many things at play that you can't just have these black and white rules. Yeah. 
It's so just, I don't talk to them. That's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But I think that the greatest asset that I've developed over the years is just having an open mind and that willingness yeah. to try something without taking it to complete heart. But have, hey, I want, I'm going to give it a try. I'm not going to. Yeah. It may sound completely uh, ridiculous to me and and but I want to give it a try to see see yeah. how it goes then I can form my own opinion based on what I've read the knowledge that I've gained and then my own personal experiences and yeah exactly if it doesn't work drop it all together if it does hey good I got a new a new tool in my toolbox and uh, yeah exactly go from there yeah when mm-hmm. it when it comes to the uh, like the breakfast and the pre-workout I, I've I do both. It's just whatever I feel like eating that day. And yeah. if it's protein and fat or a higher carb breakfast, it really, I don't notice all that much of a difference in how I perform in the gym. So I just go with what, what yeah. I want for breakfast that day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't think, yeah. I mean, I do think like maybe in very specific populations, it makes a statistically noticeable difference, but in the vast majority, I think it's not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, try it. Exactly, yep. try it. Keep an open mind. Have you ever used uh, branched chain amino acids at all? You know, if, I've used a ton of branch chains, and I honestly, I, I do think they work. I mean, that's that's I, that sounds painfully scientific, unscientific, and, <laughs> and and kind of stupid and bro, but I do think they work. But I think you have to. If you're eating a lot of protein throughout the day, I don't think I think the effect is is not noticeable. Um, but if you you know if you're on a very restricted diet, uh, I certainly think they work. I do. If, if you're on a low calorie and kind of low-ish protein, but specifically like a lower, very kind of catabolic diet, um, I do think uh, I do think they can work absolutely. It's, I don't think they're a waste of money. That let me put that. And, but if you're eating a lot of food, like you're on a kind of high calorie diet, eating lots of whole foods, and you're not, you know, you're in a very kind of quote unquote bulking phase, I don't think you need them at all. No. Right. Yeah. yeah it is interesting. It, it's yeah. so hard to tell with. Yeah. A lot of these supplements. That's that's the tough part. They're right? not bullshit. Let me say that. Branch chains are not bullshit. Right. Also, they're not. They they are. They do not meet the bullshit criteria. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it it it's an interesting supplement for me cuz I like I'll I'll use it and I like I like having it uh during my workout. I just love sipping yeah. on some water, it gives it some flavor and um, yeah. it helps I find it helps me get through the workout. I think it keeps my effort level high all the time. I don't know if it's psychological or what, but I I do enjoy it and I'll go I, after taking it for a couple months, I'll be like, "Eh, yeah. Do I see much of a difference? I mean, at this stage in the game, any kind of progress is pretty slow for me to yeah, begin yeah. with. And, and I'm doing so many other things, like changing my workout programs every four weeks and eating well. Is, if, I'm, if I'm making improvements, is it all because of the branch chain amino acids or what's all going on? But oh, So yeah. I'm like, I won't take it for a few months. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, hmm. I really like. I I never ever give up on them. I always think. No, I, no, I know. Yeah, I do. Oh, I, I take them every. Yeah, I I take them every time I work out. <laughs> so it's uh, they're there. I, and uh, yeah, right now I was looking at. There's a a whey protein powder that uh, that I'm ordering. It has eight grams of branched chain amino acids in it. So I was thinking, man, do I just get whey protein powder 
and BCAAs separate, or do I just get the whey protein with the extra BCAAs? And ah, oh, man, it's all these different uh, scenarios playing around in my head right now. But yeah, I mean, it's like anything, man. It's all the context. Yeah, you know, like I always, to be honest, like I like BCAAs at the end of a diet because I don't drink a lot of shakes. Well, I don't drink a lot of shakes, kind of period. But when I'm trying to lose fat, that's one of the first things I cut out just because, again, I'd rather spend my calories elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I will use BCAAs because, you know, you're doing this long workout and maybe you haven't eaten for a few hours because you're cutting. Um, I'm not sure if I get a physiological, like, lift from it per se, but I do think that, you know, I'm, I'm staving catabolism and if I think that and I believe that, then that's that's worth something. Exactly. Yeah, even if it is creating a placebo effect for you. It's a, oh, fine. Kid, I'm, so. I'm, I'm body by placebo, man. <laughs> body by placebo. I love it. I love it. That's excellent. Um, how about creatine? Do you take creatine uh, regularly? Yeah, who wouldn't take creatine? Seriously. I mean, it's just like... Well, again, I if you're... I don't know. I could see... Yeah, some people don't respond. Absolutely. Some people do not respond. And if you've ever taken really lousy creatine and you've been in the bathroom for an evening, that you know, I can give you pause as well. But I think that's, yeah, that's a great supplement. And I mean, just plain creatine monohydrate for you? Or would you, uh, do you drink it in some kind of mix? Or how do you well, think you're... I'm glad you asked that, Scott. Right now I'm using a blend from my friends at Citadel Nutrition. Um it's creatine and caffeine and beta alanine all in a drink mix. Um, so I actually I mix that with my powder BCAAs and I create this uh, this kind of foul tasting sludge that I just hammer back and uh, yeah, it's great. It's a great product. I mean, and beta alanine makes my hair tingle, man. And like, oh man, well, you, don't, you don't have hair, so you don't you don't know what that's like. Oh, it makes it with, with the little stubble on my head. It makes it tingle <laughs> for sure. <laughs> It is a weird feeling. The first time I I had a pre workout with beta alanine in it, I was like, "What the hell am I gonna? Am, what's going on with me here?" It's like the back yeah. of my neck, my the top of my head, my scalp felt really weird, and yeah. uh, I think a little bit of my arms felt a little bit tingly, and that's yeah, a really different feeling. Yeah, it's uh, the first time you do that. It's kind of like, "Oh, okay." Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think it gives you a little bit better pump too, and uh, it, it, that's a that's a again that's a good supplement, I would yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've been hearing a lot more about beta alanine, uh, yeah. a lot of the benefits with it uh, lately. Yeah. Creatine, I actually, uh, well, I did a little experiment for the past. It's probably been seven, maybe even eight. Yeah, no, it's been six weeks, six weeks, six or seven weeks, uh, where I've reduced all my stuff. I'm just taking uh, my post workout shake, and that's it. Oh, and caffeine, caffeine tablet pre-workout. Um, but I t- stopped taking creatine and um, BCAAs and everything else that was in my supplement arsenal. And uh, I'm really noticing at this point right now looking a lot flatter without the creatine. And for me, being a lightweight, smaller yeah. guy, uh, I really, I mean, there's a lot of guys who will knock the whole um, sarcoplasmic hypertrophy or or the like the pump they they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they oh you, you you only want dense hard firm looking muscles well dude, i'm a lightweight and i will take that extra 30 percent of muscle size and i'll take that cell fluid volume in there to make me look a little bit bigger right now and i definitely noticed that uh, 
my muscles don't look as as full without creatine in my system. So this is a it's time to end the experiment. It's every once in a while I'm like, well, is it is it worth it for me to take this? And that creatine is definitely uh, I do notice a difference. Uh, yeah, physically yeah. physically and performance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, nothing like the first time I took it. I remember, God, this is probably it was ninety seven or maybe ninety six, like a long time. I remember the first time I took creatine, I it actually kept me up at night, and I was a I was a young person at the time, and I you know slept like a baby, and you know, I remember I I, it, I got so much this energy from it, and I remember being in the gym and just five reps on every exercise I was getting, it, I was, you know, suddenly I was doing tens and, and it was just, it was amazing. It was, I, you know, to quote Bill, I, I felt like it was on Deca, but, um, <laughs> you, you know, no, no, but it, I honestly did. I, I, it was, it was amazing, but I never, um, you know, and that was, that was, yeah, that's probably one of the most dramatic effects I've ever had from a dietary supplement. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I still get it. I still get it now when I go off of it for a long time. I get a little bit of a a, a bump from it when I go back on. I think so. I'm gonna stay consistent on it now. I was on it for a long time, and I noticed that it didn't really, the effects didn't really taper off all that much. So yeah. I'll probably do a little loading phase. I usually don't do loading phases, but I'm I'm curious yeah. to see if a loading phase will do much for me. And then I'm just gonna stick with it. I don't see a reason mm-hmm. to to go off of it, but. Yeah, that yeah. was around. It was probably mid '90s when I started. Yeah. Trying, well, the whole Muscle Media days there yeah, and yeah, yeah. Ph- Phosphagen, and then yeah. they then they came out with their HMB and all that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was all over that. Those were the yeah. Those were the fun days. <laughs> but, yeah. No, no. If Sean's listening, that original Phosphagen that was an awesome product. That nice, was the nice. bomb. That yes. was awesome. Yeah. I've used some really bad creatine since then. And now most of the stuff is seems to be consistently good. But when it first got hot and all these scumbags were trying to make money off of it, and there was some really bad stuff out there. But now I don't know. Hopefully it's better now. Yeah. I just I, I just stick with what I know is is good. So yeah. Anything else in your supplement arsenal? You know, it's, it's funny you, you brought this up because I have a new client, and he asked me. We were talking supplements, and and my whole thing was. You know, oh, you don't need much. You know, not nothing like what you read online. I mean, you just need a handful of things, and and uh, and I gave him some recommendations, and and then I went home and I was thinking about it, and and I kind of I wrote down everything that I take, and I realized I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I'm saying, you know, oh, you only need like, you know, vitamin D and a multi, and you know, possibly creatine and fish oil, and I, you know, I I realize I take quite a bit more than that, you know, but it's yeah, I mean, I take stuff like I, I take stuff for cholesterol, even though I don't have high cholesterol. I just you know I'm at that age now. I, I take stuff for that, and st- I take stuff for the joints, like curcumin, which is also for for cholesterol and um, vitamin B. I take vitamin C. Um, I like magnesium because it helps me sleep. So that, I actually I, I take quite a bit of stuff. I find I've been hearing a lot about magnesium lately. Oh, it's great. Uh, in yeah, for me it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Um, I don't take a lot of bodybuilding stuff, though, I should say. Like, I don't take – I use uh, that product from Citadel, that creatine, caffeine, beta-alanine mix because it's really good. Um, but And BCAAs I, I, I take. But really, that's about it for, for bodybuilding. I just – yeah, I just – I don't get much out of most of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, that's enough. That really is enough. Yeah, it blows my mind, all the stuff that's out there and the things people are taking. Oh, you couldn't pay me to take one of these, like, these testosterone boosters and all that (laughs) shit. Oh, my God. Just what a waste, you know. And even, uh, like, when it comes to fat burners and all that stuff. Yeah, I would rather just reduce my calories by a hundred at the end of the day than to take some of the stuff that, uh, that's out there that, that may cause an extra yeah, yeah. hundred, 150 calories in, in burn. I ah, forget it. I'll just, I'll yeah, just reduce no. my calories a bit. Yeah. I mean, but people want to take a pill, you know, yeah. I get, you know, they want to take a pill. So yeah, I haven't taken that in a long time. I mean, yeah, I do, uh, I do miss some of the some of the ones I had in the late nineties that were basically just, you know, a hundred milligrams of ephedrine. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. you take that. Boy, am I burning fat. Hmm. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, dude, I, I'm uh right now pre workout, like uh, the caffeine ephedrine, the E C stack. Yeah. I, I fucking love it. I yeah. I love it. I you, you do lose the effect and I and I, I'm really pissed off at all those uh uh young kids who were experiencing that that tapered off that the reduced effect of the ephedrine then just keeping up in the dose up in the dose and then leading leading to problems there because i i think it's a a great stack i i find that the caffeine gets me going a bit and then the ephedrine just it clears it opens my airways clears my head mm-hmm. um I, I experience a great workout just just from that, but then I, it does kind of lose its effect after six to eight weeks, so I stop taking it. But I continue with the caffeine, and then when I want, I'll introduce the ephedrine again. And it's legal in Canada, but uh, not in the states, and yeah, I'm yeah, not sure I, where else. But I like it. I like it, and it's dirt cheap. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I get my uh, I think it's like a hundred tablets for four bucks, and caffeine yeah. fifty tablets for four bucks or. 10 bucks I'm set for a couple months there. Yeah, I I like to use it um uh the more strategic I am with it and that sounds kind of pretentious but like 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 for example like tomorrow uh I have to do a 1RM on a deadlift according to this this program I'm on. So I haven't taken ephedrine in probably oh gosh. Uh, to be honest, I haven't taken it since I moved from this, from months ago but so i'm gonna take it tomorrow and i know because i have such kind of fresh receptors it's gonna hit me like a ton of bricks even just 25 milligrams so um and that'll translate hopefully into me moving this freaking bar mm-hmm. so like i find when i use it strategically like that it's really really good but i mean the old days of taking it three times a day to burn fat i mean that's just <laughs> you know that's just bullshit yeah yeah you know? It curbs appetite more than anything. Hmm. So you lose fat that way because, you know, you're just not eating as much. Amazing how that works. But yeah. it's not like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's not like you're getting this huge metabolic advantage, at least. Right. Not, not than anything I've read or experienced. But right. yeah, so I do like using it kind of like very, very specifically. Cool. Yeah. Very cool, man. Well, I, I think that's that's a wrap i really good conversation today and uh i hope the listeners uh, enjoyed our discussion here and got some little tidbits of information out there at least got them a little excited to mix up the routine a bit and yeah i hope so man try some new things and focus on the stuff that matters exactly and yeah, know your goal yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. very cool 
Excellent. Excellent, man. Well, great talking with you, Brian. Enjoy your weekend and really excited to hear how how your training is going to go for the next four weeks while you're uh, reducing it to just four days a week. I'll see. Do you think, is it going to be tough for you mentally to to not Uh, go that fifth day or you're feeling you're up for that? You're ready for that little bit of a break? I think it'll be fine. You know how this time of year is. It gets, uh, it gets kind of nutty and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, getting into the travel time of year and all that jazz. So no, no, I'll be fine. I just, uh, Hey, I I won't, I'll try not to go less than four, but you know, (laughs) I might, I might like it a little too much to go down to one. (laughs) All right, man. Well, I look forward to talking with you next week and seeing how it's all going. Yeah, you bet, man. All right, buddy. Take care. You too.